your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. VGK coaching rumors, names are starting to surface. More after this. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. You could follow us at Lockdown VGK on Twitter and now on YouTube, but not today. We're having some technical issues. Myself, Tony Dasco on Twitter. Chris Golick is at TD Chris G on Twitter. And welcome everyone aboard. And Chris, we have some names that VGK might be interviewing for the vacant head coaching position here in Las Vegas. First things first, we saw the report yesterday from David Pagnata from the fourth period. He reported VGK could be having some interest in speaking to Paul Maurice and to Rick Tockett. We have talked a lot about Tockett, who we feel could either be the first or the second choice here. Maurice resigned as the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets back in December, and he might fill in here, uh, might be able to be that fit because he said that the Jets needed a new voice in the locker room, and that's when he resigned. And then we had Kelly McCrimmon uh, saying that he's looking for a new voice here. So Maurice could be that new voice, in essence, with the VGK fans. We know Maurice can win, right, right, Chris? And uh, the Jets were going through a 4-7-2 and two stretch when he stepped down. Maybe Maurice has a second wind because he said that the COVID years uh, just took a lot out of him. The Jets made the playoffs five of eight seasons while he was there. He is a coach that relied a lot on his veterans and his veteran leadership. And I think the fans there got a little bit tired of him just playing mostly veterans with that team. A lot went south when the Jets got rid of Patrick Laine. Uh, But first, what are your thoughts about Paul Maurice, a name that we just touched on in the past, uh, but perhaps he could be one of the front runners for this job? Boring. That's my answer. Um, Paul Maurice, listen, storied NHL coach going all the way back to 1995. From 1995 to his last season, the 21-22 season, he has never won a Stanley Cup. He has never made it to the Stanley Cup finals. His last championship of any sort was with the Detroit Junior Red Wings in the OHL back in the 94-95 season. Um, Maurice, Boudreaux, people like that. You know, Elaine Vigneault, and we're going to hit on that a little bit as well. I want to see somebody who has Stanley Cup pedigree. Uh, Hopefully, more or less, as a coach, um, as a player, I'll take but I really want to see Stanley cup pedigree. Paul Maurice will do good things for us in the regular season. No different than uh, Bruce, what Bruce Boudreau does every year and then gets knocked out, you know, in the first, maybe second round uh, looking at what happened down in Florida, the same exact thing. Uh, the, the assistant's name is looting my mind right now to Joel Quinville. Um, but same exact thing, wonderful roster. Everything goes very well during the regular season, but then when it's time to put your coaching hat on, so to speak, 
when you're going to play the same team for four, five, six, seven games in a row, it becomes a chess game. So Paul Maurice, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. I know he's a good friend of, uh, of our former coach, Pete DeBoer, and I'm sure we would like him to a degree, but I don't think he is the man for the job. I'm real curious about how the current players on this roster will, will be paid attention to, will they have any input into the next coach here? Because no. I felt again, they were so vocal, right, Chris? Uh, when they were talking about Pete DeBoer, his lack of a system that was uh, something that was consistent. Um, again, lack of creativity. We've talked about all of that, but I'm wondering if the uh, VGK players might have some input into who the next coach might be. I'm starting to think that they're going to listen to what the players have to say with this organization. So you're giving Kelly McCrimmon credit for possibly making a decent decision? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, just again, I mean, we thought it was going to happen. We felt as though DeBoer was going to get fired. Uh, but after I think the clincher was that press conference and then the consistent message that the players were not happy with the system. And that part I certainly hear, Tony, but and maybe this will be where Foley starts to get more involved with the roster transactions, composition of the team uh, from the coach on down. Um, but McCrimmon seems to, in his mind, feel like he's, you know, he's in charge and he is, he's the general manager. It is his, his job to do these things. Mike McCrimmon, if there is a coach that maybe has some type of history, uh, with, uh, you know, some of the leading candidates out there, might there be a phone call? Maybe I, I should give McCrimmon a little bit more credit. But unfortunately, I don't believe McCrimmon has earned that credit as far as wanting to get a broader spectrum, a bigger spectrum on what's out there. Uh, McCrimmon's going to do what McCrimmon feels is right for the Golden Knights. That is the job he's been entrusted to do by Bill Foley and now George McPhee. So I don't see McCrimmon doing a whole lot as far as, you know, hey, we got these three guys. What do you think about each one? And getting a little, you know, town hall together, so to speak, and chatting it out. I don't see that happening based on McCrimmon's recent habits. Okay, I'm going to go here right now. Could the coach that Robin Leonard calls the dinosaur coach be in contention to be the next head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights? So Elliot Friedman recently had said on his podcast that Elaine Vigneault, Elaine Vigneault could be among the candidates the Golden Knights might consider. Friedman said that Vigneault wants to coach again after being fired by the Flyers this past season, and he left with an eight-game losing streak, but he also won a couple of playoff series with Philadelphia in 2020. However, he uh, had that decent run in New York with the Rangers and in Vancouver, but I don't believe Vigneault would be a very good fit here in Las Vegas because he was the coach Robin Leonard accused, remember this, of inappropriately giving players prescription drugs, if I recall correctly. Remember that rant last fall, I think it was? And Leonard said that Vigneault would give players drugs like Ambien and others. Oh, boy that would open up an entire can of dinosaur eggs. <laughs> so looking at Vigneault, I mean, same thing as Paul Maurice, going all the way back to 
first started coaching with Ottawa in 92 and kind of bounced around obviously a lot there. He's won series, some different, you know, rounds of the playoffs, but it looks like if I'm seeing this right, he's only won one. He's won 14 total playoff rounds, if my math is right, going all the way back to 1992. So now let's do some math here. If he's won 14 series, the Golden Knights won won three rounds in series in the first season. Three, five, seven. The Golden Knights, in their four years of making the playoffs, have won half as many playoff series as Elaine Vigneault has in his 14, 15, whatever, how long is his career? Way back to 92. So Vigneault is fine in the regular season. He's taken some teams deep, but he's another Paul Maurice, in my opinion. And everything you just said, Tony, I mean, my goodness, we're, we're concerned that DeBoer, one of the reasons he was let go was based on his relationship with Robin Leonard. So why in God's name would they turn to a Vigneault after that? I mean, geez, I don't know. It's the same thing, Tony, no Stanley Cup pedigree. His last championship of any sort as a head coach. Let's see, one championship. Here we go. 1987-88 with the Hall Olympics. Olympics. It's spelled O-L-Y-M-P-I-Q-U-E-S. So Olympics. I don't know. And, uh, there you go. Exactly. That's why, that's why you're here, Tony. That was in 1987 in the QMJHL. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's... The Golden Knights, they need a leader that's been there before. And, and we also, yeah, we, don't we have to be aware that these could all be smokescreen names for Barry Trotz? Uh, sure. I mean, there's always the game within the game. And fine, that's that's great. And if Barry Trotz winds up being the person, um, he does meet my simple criteria of being a champion, being a Stanley Cup champion. Of course, he was one of the people that carried the, the, the cup off the ice of T-Mobile Arena a few years ago. But he is a Stanley Cup champion. He's been deep uh, many times. He has the pedigree of turning teams around and getting the most out of them. I still don't know if the Golden Knights roster is made up for a Barry Trotz team. That said, Trotz, like I just said a second ago, he's got that history of getting more out of the players. So maybe he could make this skill team a defense team first and still have their skill on display a lot. So Trotz would be a good candidate. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on the Rick Tocca train and I'll let you maybe lead me back into that in a little bit, but I'm on, I'm on the Rick Tocca train right now. Stay with us coming up next, Derek England below the radar, doing some good things in the local community with youth hockey. You are watching and not today, we apologize, and listening to Locked On Vegas Golden Knights. Imagine, <laughs> imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. And that is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. Myself and Chris really enjoyed all the birthday cake puffs. They were gone in a minute here in the Dasco household. And uh, we've never had anything like it before available right now. And we can't promise you that they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious 
chocolate-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built Birthday Cake Puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake, and it's enrobed in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. Add, again, it's just 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. This limited-time flavor is an amazing option for you. And again, 100% real chocolate. Can't say that enough. And they're also made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com today. Get the birthday cake puffs. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 at Built.com for 15% off. Welcome back on Lockdown Golden Knights. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure that you check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all of our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. From Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And Chris, uh, you wanted to talk about Derek England, a lot of the work that he's doing in this community with the youth and with youth hockey today. Yeah, so this is this is really, really, really cool. So my son has been going through all of the different learn to skate programs and hockey programs uh, right here in Henderson over at Lifeguard Arena. Um, no different this past Tuesday, we're over there. Uh, I'm getting the skates on and stuff. And I see Derek England over there uh, kind of shooting the breeze with uh, Wally. Wally is the, the general manager over there and, and someone I really want to get on the show and just talk some hockey with one of these days. Uh, Derek England will be fun too, I guess. Maybe we can work that out. <laughs> um, so I see Derek England just kind of shooting the breeze over there. I do see him carrying a hockey bag. So I'm not really sure, you know, if he's just getting a skate in, come and hang, who knows, whatever. So my kid uh, is on the bench and all of a sudden Derek England is sitting or standing right behind him in his hockey gear. And next thing you know, Derek England is out there coaching uh, the NHL Learn to Play Youth Program. Uh, right here on Water Street at Lifeguard Arena. And it just it just took me back. I mean, thinking about, you know, the investment that the Golden Knights have made into this community with City National, with obviously what's happening on the strip at T-Mobile, and now how um, Lifeguard Arena has absolutely rejuvenated all of Water Street. If you haven't been on Water Street, you know, in the last like seven, eight, 10 years, it is absolutely amazing, especially the far the farther down you go as uh, you pass all the bars and you know the casinos and stuff, and boom, there's Lifeguard Arena. It's a popping area. And back to Derek England, it's just absolutely amazing. Derek England was not advertised to have any involvement in this program whatsoever. It was you know just the next progression for my son in learning to uh, become. A hockey player and I actually spoke with England a little bit afterward just simply thanked him for being out there and such and uh, he's going to be out there more this is this was not like a one and done thing so it, 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 it takes me back a little bit and I actually have a picture in my in my office here behind me they did the groundbreaking at lifeguard I know it opened in November of 2020 I believe the groundbreaking occurred somewhere uh, between it was here between seasons one and two or seasons two and three uh, back. It was the old um, 
uh, what's the name of the complex? The, the old town hall down there, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Derek England was actually up there on a stage. He had a, a hockey puck in front of him. And uh, instead of like uh, blowing the place up or something like that, uh, he shot a couple of hockey pucks through the windows. And that was the ceremonial groundbreaking of lifeguard arena. And I actually got a picture of my kids behind me standing on the stage. They, they had some fireworks go off and like a big TNT thing that, you know, chance started throwing when the fireworks started going off. And my kids are holding uh, that in a picture standing on the stage, right. You know, moments after uh, England shot the puck through the window. So it just thinking back to the growth and investment and the support the golden Knights are offering uh, the youth hockey in this town, it's, it's remarkable. You know, just uh, five short or six short years ago, there was only two rinks in town, neither one of them that great, in my opinion. Um, Lifeguard Arena and City National Arena are absolutely state of the arts. Uh, the kids love being there. It is a great, safe place to grow the game. It's not just for the kids. The adults are there too. I'm out there four or five and four or five nights a week officiating the adults out there. They're having the times of their lives. Um, sometimes a little too much fun at times and we got to slow them down a little bit, but that's all part of the game. So I, I did just want to take a moment and really just kind of thank the golden Knights for the investment into our hockey community. It's amazing watching both of my kids. Uh, my daughter, Elena went through the entire learn to skate program and she did a wonderful job. Chris has decided to continue into hockey and uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun and the investment that's being made to our community as far as hockey goes and youth sports is just wonderful. And, you know, folks, if you got kids out there who are thinking about, you know, giving hockey a shot, uh, take them down to lifeguard, take them up to city national, start them off in the learn to uh, skate programs. The coaches are all top notch, the Olympians, some of them with gold medals and it's so much fun. The support they get is amazing. I'm rambling now. I know it's probably not the best way to go here, but just, you know, just thanks to the Golden Knights for everything they've done for the community. That's, I guess, the long and short of uh, what I'm trying to say here. So eventually here in our city, we're going to have, what was it, uh, eight? Was it eight sheets of ice for the youth? I know that they're going to grow it. And part of VGK coming online as an NHL franchise, uh, part of the acceptance there and everything else was to grow the game of hockey within our local community. And uh, before they built Lifeguard, I got some really bad information, thought I had a scoop that they were going to build a rink right behind Sunset Station uh, rather than on Water Street. But that could be one of their next moves. But I know that. uh, Do you have any idea on what a timeline might look like for them to put more sheets of ice around the city? And then also, I would really if they are truly going to grow the game, we do need a sheet of ice, of course, in the inner city so that. Uh, they can grow this game wholeheartedly and for everyone. Hockey's supposed to be for everyone, so they do need to put these rinks in low-income areas as well. So two things to that, Tony. One, um, they had a ceremony. It was the weekend of the All-Star Game here in Las Vegas, right on Water Street. Uh, They set up basically a street hockey rink, and they're going to be putting up uh, a VGK-branded street hockey rink somewhere it'll be a building you know, a full-on building and such somewhere in the city i don't know the exact location but that is another you know introduction if you will to the game of hockey for everyone uh there's been plenty of rumors about additional sheets of ice being built right now we have seven sheets of ice 
uh, not not counting like T-Mobile and the Orleans and uh, you know MGM, they can put ice down and, and stuff like that. There's a total of seven sheets of ice in this town right now that are at public arenas. And I've heard up north, somewhere in the North Las Vegas area was the target. I cannot tell you if it's, you know, like North Las Vegas, just north of downtown uh, Cashman Center downtown, or, you know, if we're talking Aliante North or anything in between, I don't know the answer to that or what the timeline could be. Um, but what I can tell you is from personal experience is there is not enough ice in this town right now to support the growth of the game. I officiate a lot of adult beer league hockey games, call it what it is. Um, and the games keep getting later and later. Why is that? Because the growth of the youth games, youth teams, the youth involvement keeps expanding and expanding. So the demand is there for more ice. I could definitely see somewhere in the North Las Vegas area, hopefully closer to the strip, but definitely in the North Las Vegas area uh, being that additional, um, that next building, if you will, uh, for the uh, golden and silver knights, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, those rinks that you mentioned, though, they're not all public access rinks, obviously. Uh, they are going to add more sheets of ice here. I know it's part of a major plan. We'll do some research in the future. I did not expect to go there, you know, with today's discussion. <laughs> uh, that's that's terrific that the uh, next head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, Derek England, is doing so much. In the oh, league. here it goes. I'll, I'll ask him next Tuesday when I see him and I'll, I'll say, listen, Tony wanted me to talk to you about this. I know you guys go way back. And he just he wanted Tony, Tony says hi. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much longer I'm welcome at Lifeguard Arena. Well, I actually did do a piece with uh, Derek England back in the day for Vegas magazine. I actually uh, wrote a piece on him and he's yeah. a terrific guy. No but his name has been mentioned. And I think that's a lot of the diehard VGK fans uh, wishful thinking. But do you see a future for Derek England while we're at it uh, behind the bench as an assistant coach? Or what do you think his future might hold with that front office? Because he has to want more involvement with his team not on the TV side. I don't think he's a made-for-TV guy, to be honest with you. But I think he might be someone, obviously, he'll work well in the community, as we know. Uh, Vegas people love him and uh, everything that he did for uh, October the 1st and everything else with the city and the healing process. But where does he go from here? I think Derek England can do whatever Derek England wants. Um, you know, he's also a family man, a father, and you know, raising multiple children, I believe. And, you know, around the game of hockey is, I know I've seen his son cash um, on the, 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 the silver screen over at the dollar loan center doing a kind of an introduction to the arena and such like that. So, you know, Derek England might just enjoy, you know, hanging out and being a hockey dad, so to speak. I honestly don't know. I can't speak for, uh, you know, anything beyond just what my speculation about him is. I think if he does want to grow his new career as being more involved on the developmental side of the team and then possibly transitioning to the coach side, I think they would make an effort to get him the experience and maybe start breeding him with that. And, you know, it can honestly start, you know, with uh, one of the junior Golden Knights travel teams here in town, you know, learning to run a bench. And it's, I mean, yes, he's an NHL player. He's an NHL journeyman. He's been around. He coached the first, I believe, Henderson Silver Knights game because of COVID issues at the Orleans a year and a half or two years ago now. <laughs> so I think they would make an effort to groom him. And there's plenty of opportunities in this town. And if he did want to do that, I think it would be interesting to see. And 
I mean, talk about a full circle. His, his career is already full circle in this town as far as beginning and ending. And then if his coaching career grew like that, hey, wonderful. That's awesome. Derek England, of course, the one-time Las Vegas Wrangler. And they need to bring back yep. those midnight games in our PJs. That's what no we doubts. need to do for no VGK. <laughs> or at least they should no, do that the, with the, the Silver the, Knights. The Bogoyevich game. Your, get, your, get your ones. prison game. Get your onesie ready, buddy. Let's do that. Oh, <laughs> Coming up next, Once the latest on Good the God. playoffs. You are listening to Lockdown Golden Knights. Our partners make at, a onesie for me. <laughs> our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, nudes, and sports developments, including this year's NBA basketball playoffs. You've got Major League Baseball happening. You've got UFC and boxing and even next season's NFL futures, along with the exciting Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use their mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And again, we're having some issues on the video side once again, and we apologize for that. But you've got our audio version coming at you wherever you get your podcast. And uh, we saw last night, Chris, the St. Louis Blues coming Hmm. back from the dead. They fought back from a three goal deficit. They win in overtime in Colorado. Yes, Nathan McKinnon had a hat trick and an unbelievable um, (laughs) end to end goal that he scored on uh, but the blues you have to talk about their hearts and again they just do not want to go away and now they're forcing a game the series will shift back to st louis uh for game six the angel playoffs tony are it's the best postseason in sports end of story you're not going to argue that and win with any or you're not going to argue against that and win looking back before this game, looking back at the Edmonton Calgary game uh, 48 yeah. hours or so ago, a three goal comeback by the Flames to almost get that game to overtime. Um, another game in that series, there was multiple four goal deficits erased. And then now last night, the Blues are dead in the water. Everyone I'm listening to on the AHL network while I was driving around yesterday and all the pregame stuff. Yeah, the Blues, they're going to give a fight. It's going to be their best game of the season. And, you know, it's just not it's not in the cards for them this year. Three nothing lead. OK, this is all you know, it's over with. Um, I'm kind of sweating the game. I remember I was on the ice last night, but I was kind of peeking every now and then at the score. And all of a sudden I see, you know, three to one, three to two, three to three. And then that McKinnon goal. Oh, my goodness. That is the true definition of an end to end goal picks up the puck off the dasher behind his own goalie. And the key to that play, I was talking to my son, Christopher, this morning, you're watching the highlights. And I said, what is the one thing McKinnon kept doing with that goal? He kept his feet moving all the way until the end that his feet did not stop. He did not stop accelerating until his final move around the last defenseman Uh, back to the blue side. You got to give them all the credit in the world. They hung around, they hung around. They never conceded the game. Uh, they didn't go headhunting on Kadri. 
Uh, they just kept playing and playing and scoring and all the goals were decent goals. It wasn't like um, Kemper was giving up bad goals or anything like that. Just some traffic in front of the net players in the right space. It was actually a great game as far as coaching our youth goes just to sit there and watch again, explain to my son, Christopher this morning on the, on the tying goal, I believe it was Thomas that scored it right place, right time, go to the front of the net. Good things happen. Shoot the pucks. Good things happen. And Awesome game and awesome comeback. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Scott Riley, who's a big blues fan. telling me my bracket's going to get busted because the blues are going to beat the avalanche in that series. I don't see that happening though, but Hey, they survived. And all of a sudden they're one game away from forcing a game seven where anything will not can happen where anything will happen. We've got the Rangers at the Canes and I'm going to be luckily on my jet blue flight to New York city. Uh, and they have TVs still, I think, at every seat. So that would be great if I can watch the playoff hockey. That makes the flight go by a lot quicker. <laughs> and so, but hey, uh, we also have, you could talk about that series. And I just feel like the Rangers, uh, the momentum might have shifted. They just seem like the better team. But who knows? Every team, I mean, the Canes cannot win on the road. Very, very strong at home. Can the Rangers break through in that series? And then Edmonton is at Calgary. And you have to, are you, did you smoke the cigar last night for Vander Kane? Not with the team yesterday. He left to be with his girlfriend on the delivery of their child. And I know that you had a congratulatory cigar going last night. <laughs> if I was a better uh, podcaster, I would have known he had, a, he delivered, his wife delivered last night or his girl. I, I don't, don't know what the situation is there, but I was not aware that even happened to be completely honest with you. And I've never smoked a cigar in my life, believe it or not. But <laughs> Evander Kane's my guy. Evander Kane is my guy. Oh. I'm, I'm going to go get an Evander Kane jersey. Oh. I'm going to get a Sharks Evander Kane jersey. I'm going to wear it the next time at T-Mobile just to, uh, you know, my, it's a good thing that my my season tickets at T-Mobile are in the second, the last row of the upper deck. So there's only going to be one small group of people that even knows I'm wearing it. Oh. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Rangers Canes? Uh, can the Rangers, they've tied up the series now. Can they uh, force it back? Obviously, they'll go back to New York, but can this go seven games? It, it's got that feeling to it. It should go seven games. Um, I would not be surprised at this point. I mean, now we can go back and look at games one and two a little bit differently, right? The Rangers have, no one's getting dominated in any games in that series, but the Rangers have won handily, if you will, games three and four at home at Madison Square Garden. Game one goes to overtime, thanks to a very, very late goal by the Hurricanes and a fluky goal to win the game. A good fluky goal, but a fluky goal. Uh, game two is one nothing all the way until late empty netter, I believe, makes it two nothing. OK, fine. Rangers are in both of those games and maybe one shot away from, you know, winning each of those games. Rangers have all the momentum. I know you threw some stats at me about teams being down 0-2, how well it usually turns out for them. My response to that was, let's let's look after game four where we sit after the first. A series doesn't matter as far as making a projection until a after the fourth game or B one of the teams has three wins. Then we can start talking about, you know, where we think it might go. Cause you don't know until at that point, no one knows at that point, but what I do know is the Rangers, in my opinion, have been the much better team as of late. They've been a solid team on the road. 
the Rangers have also won games on the road um, uh, in the last series. So including uh, facing elimination. So the Rangers have everything going for them. I actually just last night bet the Rangers to win that series at, uh, at plus odds. I feel that is a wonderful bet to make right now. And what is a, what is a line? What is uh, I, I was in the plus 130 range last night. Okay, just curious, yeah. Yeah, I was in the plus 130 range last night. And I think the Rangers win it in six, Tony. I think the Rangers go win the next two games and it's going to be over. But if the Rangers lose tonight, that's okay. I'll bet more money on them to win the series, honestly, if they lose tonight. If the Rangers lose tonight, that's okay. It's not all, all is lost. However, if the Hurricanes lose this game tonight, it's over. The party is absolutely over. I love Rod Brendamore as a coach, what he's done with the Hurricanes and all of his speeches and motivational stuff. But uh, Gallant's got the upper hand right now. Gerard Gallant, former Golden Knight coach, making a wonderful run in the playoffs. Former Golden Knight coach Gerard Gallant, I'll say that again, is making a great run in the playoffs right now. And, uh, you know, cheers to another Jack Adams. I'll have a cigar for that. I'll tell you, I mean, for Gerard Gallant, I just, the more that things unfolded, the way that things unfolded here this past season, the more I feel, and maybe the fans feel the same, I appreciated Gerard Gallant. And I, mm-hmm. I most definitely, you know, I, I definitely, and I tweeted out the other day, I appreciated his honesty. I think he was as honest of a coach, good and bad, as you could possibly find in the National Hockey League. And I, I'm just seeing more of that. And I'm glad that his personality is coming out. And I can't say enough except for Shesty, release us. <laughs> it is awesome. I mean, it you know, fun. the way it's so this, much fun, right? It's just it, fun hockey right now. It, it, exactly. It's not. And this isn't like a Ryan, you know, beating the drum for Ryan Reeves at this particular moment, but it's amazing how these stories come out and these things we learn about the teams and the way they get motivated and such. It just so happens, former Golden Knight, unspoken, well, not unspoken, former outspoken Golden Knight leader with former VGK coach making a huge impact with the Rangers right now. And it's fun. It's I, I, I hate to you know keep you know crapping on the Golden Knights right now, but the whole thing is just fun. The playoffs are fun. The Evander Kane story is fun. Um, You know, and not, I want to make sure I put this the right way. Everything with Nazim Kadri is amazing. The way he responded getting a hat trick in that game. And now the way, you know, Colorado is behind him, not that they weren't behind him, but watching how all of these things grow and take shape. So you cannot write a script for the NHL Stanley cup uh, playoffs. You can't because you'll be wrong. And whatever the craziest scenario you could possibly think was going to happen, whatever, you know, far-fetched thing you thought might happen, it's going to go five degrees after that five layers, whatever the right thing to say is after that, you can't predict it. No one knows how I can predict the first round winners apparently, but outside of that, you cannot predict what's going to happen in the NHL Stanley cup playoffs. We're not even halfway done as far as the rounds go yet. It's awesome. I don't know. I can't believe that you said that you did not know that Evander Kane and his girlfriend were having a child when you were the one that ran that gender reveal party. I can't believe it. 
I we told did. you a better podcaster would know these things. I'm, I'm an amateur. <laughs> I'm an amateur. What can I say? Hey, again, we apologize for our technical glitches there on the video side. We'll get that all sorted out. Maybe. We thank everyone for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day for your second listen. Make sure that you check out Lockdown NHL from all the second, soon to be third round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Lockdown NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And also free and available is, of course, the consulting side of Chris Golick. If you want to have a gender reveal party for my man, Chris Golick. Hey, I get spicy whether I'm leaving on a flight or returning from one. I want to do do one with you while you're on the flight getting loaded. (laughs) I don't drink. You don't smoke cigars. I definitely do not drink. For right, my well, man, I, I, I drink. I don't smoke cigars. <laughs> for my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked on Golden Knights. Take care.